0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's go to Acts chapter 12, verse 1 right now. Getting started. Good to see you all. Welcome. Acts 12, 1. Check this out. We're continuing the book of Acts. We started... Man, I don't remember exactly when we started the book of Acts, but since January of 2020, we've gone through several different books in the Bible, and we're just doing on Wednesday nights, our format has been since January of 2020, since the first Wednesday of that January, we go verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. So Acts chapter 12, verse 1, look at this, about that time King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. What is persecute? I know you know. What? Sentence? I, I, did you say sentence? Set, sentenciado? Are you sure that's a Spanish word? Sentenciado? Is that like parquear? <laughs> sentence means to condemn them to something. Yes, that's part of persecution and it's actually a great answer. Sure. And some of them without a trial. But what else? What else can, what other shades of meaning can, can, what other shades of meaning for persecute? What does persecute mean? To do evil to, to chase after, to oppress, to give them a hard time, to come looking for them, legally or otherwise. That's persecute, all right? Look at this. He had the Apostle James, who was John's brother, remember? That was one of, that was one of Jesus' inner circle, it sounds like. Got killed. Killed with a sword. Look at that. Wow. Man, what would Christians in America do if if they started killing people? Not all of them, but there'd be Christians in America going, I'm not a Christian anymore. I'm telling you, this really sorts out the weak from the strong. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. This took place during the Passover celebration. Fitting, because that's when Jesus was arrested, right? Right? Then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. I find it fascinating that Herod was so terrified of Peter that he put 16 guards on him. Did y'all catch that? That wasn't by accident. He was scared stiff of him. Why? Peter had been doing miracles, laying hands on the sick, preaching sermons, thousands of people getting saved. So he placed him under arrest, put him in prison, and was having him guarded by 16 soldiers. Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial... At least, right? After the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. Let's stop there for a moment. How many of you know prayer has power? I was listening to a song today. I was mowing a lawn. And it's a song you may or may not like the style. He's a gospel hip-hop artist. He said it's amazing how many people don't pray until they have something to pray for. They don't want to just talk to God. And it's awesome that they were, they were praying for Peter. But man, the church, how many of you know the early church was always in prayer? The Apostle Paul wrote at one point, he said, pray without ceasing. Don't ever stop praying. Amazing. While Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. Prayer moves God, especially if it's a prayer of faith and it's according to his will. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep. It was night. He was fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Are y'all getting this? He's being guarded by a total of 16 soldiers, and two of them are chained on his right and left hand. Herod was afraid of this dude. He was fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the what? At the prison gate. So there's guards everywhere, and he's chained between two guards. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. Oh, man, here we go. I love this. This is so powerful. I don't think I've ever preached this. But the angel struck him on the side to awaken him. How many of you know we need a a slap sometimes to wake up? The angel hit him and said, hey. Sometimes we need, whoa, wait, what? I think in the the hood they say a gut check. (laughs) It's not really my choice of words, but sometimes like, hey, wake up, wake up. God's doing something. Wake up. Let me read this again. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said what? Quick, get up. God's speaking to you tonight. It might be in this house. It might be on the live stream. God's speaking to you tonight as believers. Quick, get up. What are you waiting for? If not now, when? No, let's wait. Wait for what? Get up now. Many people say, no, I'm going to start reading my Bible tomorrow. No, tomorrow it never comes. It's just, it's elusive. Start tonight. Say, man, I can't even I can't do it. Get you a Bible you understand and read half a chapter tonight. Man, that's not very challenging. My dad would say you were wimpy, right? And he would be unashamed in doing so. I remember one time one night I was having a Bible study. And the uh, pastor was in and out because he has a spiritual warfare class on Tuesday nights. He walked in. I said, hey, pastor's here. And he walked down the hall, and I could hear him. He was about to leave that hallway because I was meeting in his office before the spiritual warfare class. I go, Dad, what do you think of, of folks that only read one chapter a day? He said, they're sissies, and walked out. I said, well, there's a word. I don't know if it's from the Lord, but if it's encouraging or edifying, but take it. It sounds just like Dad. So many times we need a wake-up call. What's it going to take? I've talked to people. Did you know I've asked people before? I've asked them, what's it going to take to get your attention for God? And these are former believers or believers that are just hanging out. What's it going to take to get your attention? What's it going to take? Quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Oh, I like this story the more we progress. Then the angel told him, get dressed and put on your sandals. It's time to go to battle. It's time to leave. People could say, man, put on the armor of God. Well, you should never take the armor of God off. I know we do that by faith. Say, man, I put on the full armor of God. Yeah, well, do that by faith as often as you want. But don't, don't take it off. You sleep in your armor. When you're in battle, you don't take your armor off. Can you imagine you're in the middle of war and you, you carefully start taking off all your armor? Take off the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. Let me just take all this off so I can go to sleep. No, if you're anything like me or most humans, you need all of that while you sleep because when you sleep, sometimes you're vulnerable, huh? You've been around weird folk, or you saw something on TV you shouldn't have. You got scared. I mean, who knows? You need get dressed and put on your sandals. The angels telling him, get, "Quick, get up, get dressed and put on your sandals." And he did. And then he says, "Now put on your coat." Put it all on. Get ready to go because we're leaving. We're not coming back here. Man, that's a word for somebody. God doesn't want you to stay in the same place forever. Say, man, I've been put on park here. I've been put on park. I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. Hey, don't die there. Don't die there. Come on, you got to get up. Get dressed, put on your sandals, and he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell. Following the angel. Remember, an angel is a messenger of God. But all the time he thought it was a vision. <laughs> That's interesting. He's going, man, this is crazy. I'm going to just do whatever he says. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard post. Are you seeing the layers and levels of... He's chained between two guards, and there's a first and a second guard post, and then you're going to see and they came to the iron gate leading to the city. It sounds like there were three layers of security there beyond the soldiers that he was chained between. They passed first and second guard posts and came to the iron gate leading to the city. I like this part. And this opened for them all by itself, just like God. See, I don't know how God's going to do it. You may never know, but he will do it. He'll take care of it. He's brought you to this point, hasn't he? He's brought you here. Man, sometimes I'm telling you, there's times where I go, man, how did we get here? There were times I wanted to give up. There were times I didn't know how we were going to make it. Here we are. It ain't over till it's over. They passed the first and second guard posts, And this was serious, see, because there had been waves of persecution for the first century church. And it would always culminate in someone dying, just like in the previous verses. It says, man, this, this man of God got killed. Uh-huh. It had happened before with Stephen and others. It was pleasing to some of the crowds and, and the, the, the Jewish scribery, that's my own word, the, the Pharisees, some of them that weren't saved yet. It was pleasing to them. Persecute the new believers in Jesus. Persecute those who believe in Jesus as the Messiah. Persecute those who believe that Scripture has been fulfilled in Jesus. But then God does it again. It wasn't time. And, and the believers knew. They knew it was serious. He's been put in prison. Herod had put him there. They just knew he's on trial. They're going to kill him now. We've got to trust God, and God is bringing him out. So that, that gate leading to the city, had opened for them all by itself. God did that. So they passed through and started walking down the street. And then the angel suddenly left him. What a great story. God lets you see what you need to see when you need to see it. At that point, you say, man, the angel, it's, he doesn't see the angel anymore. He's still, he's still being protected. God's still with him. Peter finally came to his senses. It's really true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the what? The Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. Yep, they wanted to put him on a fake, phony trial and probably punish him and kill him already, but it wasn't his time. Someone say it wasn't his time. Mm-hmm. It was not his time. It wasn't his time. Someone say it wasn't his time. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary. Man, how many Marys are there? You ever notice that? You start reading the story of Jesus and all the Marys that serve Jesus. There's Mary, Jesus' mom. Then there's Mary Magdalene and another Mary. This is the mother of John Mark. I believe John Mark is the one who wrote the book of Mark. And he was a disciple of Peter. So when he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. Praise God. They were doing the right thing at the right time. He knocked at the door in the gate, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to open it. So Rhoda came. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door. You ever done something crazy in the moment when you're so excited? You're like, what are you doing? I don't know. You put your cell phone in the refrigerator and closed it. You put something in the blender that you shouldn't have. So she ran and said, Peter's at the door. They said, you're out of your mind. When she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. You do not build doctrine on that verse. Are you all with me? I, I don't know. Let's go back to that verse. I don't know exactly what they meant by that, but when you die, you don't become an angel. People say, man, I... You know, the movies, they're cool and they're cute. Say, man, he's going to get his wings now. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets their wings. I've never read that in the Bible. Can you imagine people die and become demons or angels? I don't think so. It's heaven or hell. Absent from this body, though, when you're right with God, is to be present with the Lord. Okay? So I don't know exactly what they meant. It must be his angel. Are our angels supposed to look like us? I highly doubt that. I've heard different things on it but you only build doctrine on something that is confirmed by three or more verses in Scripture. You don't just get something out of context and go, see, man, we die and we become angels and we come back to earth to help people. That's not what Scripture says, okay? So I don't know what they meant, but I think they were just as bad as Rhoda who answered the door. They were just saying something in the moment. <laughs> it must be his angel. I don't know. Let's go to the next verse. So remember, right here, Acts the Apostle, Scripture is just documenting what they said. If you want to take that and run with it, because we don't know exactly what they were thinking there. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. I'm still here. When they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. Someone say amazed. I like that word. He motioned for them to quiet down. Imagine a bunch of Jewish believers are all talking at the same time like Hispanics. Or like Senna's, right? Talking at the same time. Or when me and Adi show up, and Jen and Mom and whoever else is there, we're, all talk, we're talking at the same time. He's all quiet down. And then he told him how the Lord had led him out of prison. Wow. Tell James and the other brothers what happened, he said. And then he went to another place. He went to go hide out. At dawn, there was a great commotion among the soldiers about what had happened to Peter. Look at this. God's already dealing with his people. Herod Agrippa ordered a thorough search for him. When he couldn't be found, Herod interrogated the guards and sentenced them to death. That's too bad. That is too bad. Afterward, Herod left Judea to stay in Caesarea for a while. You ever seen Caesarea or been there? It's beautiful. That was his seaside retreat. Now Herod was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. We're moving into a different story. Someone say a different story. Now look at this. God, just some foreshadowing, God's going to deal with Herod. Herod was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. So they sent a delegation to make peace with him, or they sent ambassadors, right, representatives, to make peace with him because their cities were what? Dependent upon Herod's country for food. They were re- receiving food from Herod Agrippa. Import, export, trade, okay? The delegates won the support of Blastus. What a name, Herod's personal assistant. What's your name? Blastus. Nice to meet you. And an appointment with Herod was granted. Wow, they had favor. Now they get to meet with Herod, the king. When the day arrived, Herod put on his royal robe, sat on his throne, and made a speech to them. I bet it was a grand speech. It's so grand that Scripture didn't even take the time to record what he said. The people gave him a great ovation, shouting. Of course, they're trying to win his favor, right? They depended on him and his country for food, right? So what do they do? Yay, it's the voice of a God and not of a man. Well, that's just ignorant. Instantly, look at this. You saw an angel of the Lord deliver Peter, but Scripture says this now. Look at the power of one angel. An angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving the glory to God. This is right after he'd been persecuting the church. You don't mess with God's stuff. Is somebody with me? You don't mess with God's people, those who are really right with Him? I don't mean fake Christians. I mean real Christians. You don't mess with His church. Throughout history, the Roman Empire they've no one has ever been able to quite figure out the church you may not like the church you don't understand it Say, the church is that a building is that catholicism is that being a baptist or methodist or presbyterian no the church of jesus christ that's his body and that's the those who believe in jesus for their salvation those who believe they've been washed by his blood for their sins to be cleansed so let's Let's go to the beginning of that verse again. Man, this is... An angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness because these guys said, it's the voice of a God and not a man, and he took their praise. I knew I was special, right? An angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving the glory to God. So he what? He was consumed with worms and died. That's weird. I saw a rendition of that when I was a kid. Um what was the name it was scary hell is burning or something It's a it's a, a movie my dad showed at church about people dying and going to hell man talk about a way to get people to accept jesus man old school that scared me man that that and it was on a reel to reel it was like a you remember those film things remember those dad would set it up he'd cue it up he dad was smart he'd figure out how to do it Be on a Sunday night, we'd have a special thing. And I remember when Herod died, the worms ate him. The effects weren't that great, probably. It was in the early to mid-80s. But, man, he was consumed with worms and died. So it says he was consumed with worms before he died. So um, here I was talking about giving you guys sweet sleep, and then I'm being graphic. That's what the Scripture said. My apologies, Lord. My apologies to you all. Look at this, though. Meanwhile, you can't, someone say you can't stop it can't stop God's word. You can't stop him. Many have come and gone. Many have risen and fallen. Empires have risen and fallen. You've had all kinds of crazy world powers that have come and gone. And God's word continues. Scripture says, Jesus himself said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my, worth, my words will never pass away. Ever. The word of God continued to spread Herod came, Herod went. I love this. Let's, let's dwell on this for a while. The word of God continued to spread, and there were many new believers. Mm, that's powerful. Any questions so far? I know you all aren't going to ask any questions. All right. All right, verse 25. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission to Jerusalem, they returned, taking John, Mark, with them. We finished chapter 12, but let's go back up to verse 24. I want to just finish the chapter. I was telling staff today, and this is a good reminder for everyone. I've said this for months on and off. It is time to activate your faith. Now is the time. You say, man, what, what do you mean? Do, do I need to learn church speak? Do I need to speak Christianese? No. Faith is right in here. Faith is how you live, how you walk, how you respond to trouble. It's time to activate your faith as believers. It's time to activate your faith. Why is that so important? Oh, like the new series says, you're going to need it. You are going to need it more than ever. Right now there's, there's fear, there's pressure, there's mandates, there's all kinds of things going on. Very exciting times to live in, but folks, have even, they said it so often last year, and they were so prophetic in 2020 and in 2021, these uncertain times. Well, yeah. Do you know my Grandma Senna, my dad's whole life, she did not, did you know, she did not die until my dad was 70? My Grandma Senna? I remember if he was 69 or 70. I believe he was 70. She lived to be 91. And Grandma, you know what Grandma Senna always said? No, amigo, it's because times are hard. She always said that. I stayed with my grandma and my uncle and my uh, grandpa for several months when I was uh, 19 as I transitioned into 20. I was there a few months while I was 19. I turned 20 when I was there. I was, I was helping to manage a finance company in Roswell years ago. So it was 1996. And I still remember sitting down with grandma, and she'd tell me the same thing. Oh, no, you know, Michael, times are hard. Man, times have always been hard. (laughs) My dad makes jokes about it now. Times are hard, Michael. They were raised in the Great Depression, so they just prepared. They didn't throw anything away. They didn't buy the dogs dog food. The the dogs ate whatever you didn't eat, right? Maybe they bought dog food. I never saw it. They'd feed them some weird junk. The dogs are always sickly and stuff, like prisoners outside. Like they're in a prison camp. Just... But old school, man, like ranch people, but times were hard. I'm glad Grandma's not here to see all this. She would flip. The things that are going on now, telling kids you can choose your own identity now. You can be a a boy, a girl, or a tractor, or whatever you want to be. And it sounds funny, but I've read articles where kids said, I don't identify as anything. And some have done gross things. They say, I don't identify with this part of my arm, so I want to get it amputated. That's not of God. That may have roots in abuse. That may have roots in hurt and bitterness, rejection. I don't know, demonic stuff. But look, the word of God continued to spread, and there were many new believers. In the midst of persecution, in the midst of trial, times are hard, mijo. Yeah, times are always tough. There's always hard times in the midst of everything. What was it? One of those classic books is the best of times. It was the worst of times. That's what it is now. Say, man, what's next? I don't know exactly. But Scripture says we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. And the righteous, you shine brighter and brighter day by day unto the perfect day, Scripture says. So on that note, let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes. That concludes Acts chapter 12. We'll get into Acts chapter 13 next week. Father, we thank you for tonight. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your promises. I thank you for your word. Nothing can move you, God, except for faith. I know you hear the cries of your people, God. But when it comes down to it, what really moves you, whether it's tears or not, what really moves you is faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please you, God. I thank you because you are with us, you are for us, and you always take care of us. We will not blame you for anything, Lord God. How foolish, how ignorant, how rebellious, how presumptuous to blame you for anything. Scripture says in the book of James chapter 1 that every good and perfect gift comes from you, God. So we thank you today. Thank you for taking care of your people. If there's anyone in this house or on the live stream who said, man, I just, I've never accepted Jesus or made Him the Lord of my life, would you raise your hand tonight? I'm going to pray with you. I can't see you raise your hand on the live stream, so we're going to pray together anyway. But is there anyone in the house who says, man, I've never accepted Jesus, or I just need to make sure my heart is right with God? Scripture says we've been given the ministry of reconciliation, making folks, helping folks get right with God. That's reconciliation. Anyone in this house say, man, I just need to make sure my heart is right with God. Would you raise your hand tonight? I'm going to pray with you. God bless you for your courage. Thank you. Thank you. God, God sees you and he knows your heart. Let's pray tonight. Everybody repeat this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I know Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and I confess that. I call upon his name. And now I ask for his forgiveness. Please forgive me, Lord. In Jesus' name. I can't do it without you. It's been such a struggle trying to do this in my own strength. Help me, Lord. Cleanse me. Please forgive me. I want to do right in your eyes. I want to live by your word. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.